our teen sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, world. This is Erica, Teen Sports Radio. You're just landed on. If you're traveling, we love you. Commuters, stay dry. My God, this last week we've had, we got hit. We're going to be getting more weather. We've had a lot of cancels in this house with um, going down south because Pasadena was flooded. So there was no going to Pasadena. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. We haven't uh, had a lot of uh, weather like this in in quite a number of years. And we're going to be getting more Sky Ellsworth is up in uh, the Bay Area. You guys get hit hard? Not as hard as down there, but a little bit. <laughs> nice. So you're all settled in to your new place? Yeah, all, all settled in now. Nice. And the baby's coming when? End of May. Wow. Baby <laughs> mama, she looks so good. Oh, my goodness. She looks yeah. So if it's a little girl or a boy, it's just as perfect, you know, because I think I'm going to be able to swing, you know, maybe a month free. I don't know when they start um, uh, in, in the whole dojo scene, but we have a guest today, owner of SB Dojo. I'm really excited. Austin, put your hands together. We got yeah. Austin Curtis in the house. Woo! <laughs> What's up, everybody? Yeah. So we've got Don Sanders. He's our resident massage therapist. We have Don Dominique Hackett in the house. Say hi, D. Hello, hello. Santa Barbara Wellness Center. <laughs> there you go. We got a future chiropractor, a producer, and myself. And we all want to know one thing: How did you get started? All right, that's what we want to know your story. That's um, okay. Yeah. How did we get started? Um, well, Santa Barbara Dojo has been here over 20 years. Um, I moved here for college to go to City College, went to UCSB. And um, while I while I was up here, my parents came to visit. They they were martial artists. I grew up in the martial arts. Uh, wow. They said, wow, this is a great town. And let's start a dojo here. So I helped them start that like back in 2002. That's how we got started up here. How old were you? I was uh, 19 when we opened it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I'm... That's over, tw- wow, I'm old now. That's over 20 years ago now. So when your parents were both in the martial arts, so you, that's what, that was your playground then. You were at, after school and that's what you did. And, and so how long did it take you to get to that level? Um, and, and what, okay, so there's all kinds of different martial arts. So explain what yours is. Sure, sure, sure. So ours is a, it's a mixed martial arts from Korea. Uh, it's called Hapkido, but it's got kicks, punches, a bunch of different things. It's a great, well-rounded, you know, self-defense art. And um, I actually started when I was about 14 years old. My mom met my stepdad. They got married. Um, but, you know, in the beginning, it was just me bowing to my mom's boyfriend. I was, I was a super disrespectful kid, you know. Uh, my brother and I were training with him and he really turned us into some like, you know, fine young men. I think at that time for, you know, totally changed our lives around, made us start teaching the kids classes. And I was back in Hawaii. So I've got kind of a crazy story, but ending up in Santa Barbara, this is like really our home, you know, and now my kids are growing up They're They're training in the martial arts. They're helping me around the dojo. My mom's still at the school. She's helping me teach. It's like a whole family affair. So we have a lot of fun with it. Oh, Oh my goodness. Dominique, I know you want to ask a question. 
Well, um, I got a chance to do a little Hapkido, also uh, Wing Chun, Taekwondo. It's like the, the martial arts, there are lots of different forms out there. And if you get a chance to do Hapkido, it's very adaptable. You don't mm-hmm. have to be uh, a particular size or it, it, it's, it's great for kids to start with Hapkido. I love it. Oh, yeah, 100% agree. I mean, we have people of all different ages in there. I've got families training. I got like three generations training at the same time. You know, grandparents, kids, everybody, because it, it is adaptable, you know. No matter what size that someone is or what their ability is, we're able to, there's so many different techniques. We're able to bring it together for them. So uh, I have a quick question for you, if I may. Yes, sir. What is the, shall we put it in this context, main purpose or function of what you teach I know that we've seen the karate kid and we saw the the uh, antagonist and it was about swiping the leg and getting revenge and all of those kinds of things but from what I understand uh, from these various uh, martial arts that's not what it's about tell us yeah, no, it's, I mean, the kids come in, they think they're going to be a ninja and they're going to, you know, learn all these cool moves. But the parents, we all know, like, what our kids are really there for is to learn self-discipline, to learn respect, to to show kindness to others, um, learn humility. All these characteristics, they really come with the training because you're, you're training with, there's always going to be someone that's better than you. There's always going to be someone that's bigger than you. So you got to be humble. But then at the same time, you're being built up. You're being, you know, you, once you have a physical ability and you walk into to a room you look around you're like i could take these guys you know that in the back of your mind you have a different kind of confidence right so we want this good measured confidence and the humility at the same time uh-huh. and that's what we're really trying to instill in these kids make them leaders you know make them make them uh, personally developed great question john so it's it's also isn't it kind of isn't it a process of learning to master your own fears as well because I mean, I mean, if you if you if your inner if your inner confidence grows, then you probably don't feel like you need to go on the aggressive to the on the outside so much. Would you, would you agree? Oh yeah, I mean, my brother and I used to we used to hit each other all the time, get offended by each other, fight all the time, and once we started training martial arts, it was like we kind of got a taste of our own power, and then we started to really respect our own ability and that owns that our own strength and and we stopped fighting altogether it was pretty awesome because uh, once you know how to fight you don't have to it's a, it's a different kind of mindset right how about the physical fitness aspects of it um yeah i mean it's it's a fun way to work out you're not thinking like oh i'm going to get this great exercise but actually you're you know you leave every day you're sweating you're smiling um it's good for the whole body we're getting stretched out getting some we're getting limber getting stronger it's amazing for coordination as well I love that it's a family activity. I mean, a, a really serious. It's fantastic to see the seniors there, the grandparents and the mm-hmm. parents with the kids. It, it's it's a really wonderful family activity. Yeah, we've got it's been really cool. We opened it up to the family. So we have a lot of family classes and we'll have the parents training with each other and we'll have the kids training together. And then there's times when we say, all right big people come grab the little people and try to escape you know and it makes it a whole fun family affair for everybody so definitely that good family vibe nice so how do you how do you because everything has changed with how the way you work out so in the last 20 years has it have you modified um or is it just pretty much cookie cutter from when you grew up to what you're teaching now 
Well, it's been it's been definitely changing. I mean, my instructor first taught me on a hardwood floor, you know, and if we fell down, it was it was it was its own disaster. And now we've got matted floors. You know, it used to be everyone's rolling, everyone's breaking boards, everyone's doing all this thing. And we take it much easier now, I think, in the beginning, at least. Everyone gets to be awesome in the end, but we, we it's really a welcoming place for all levels in the beginning now. I mean, I think when you watch the old school movies or when I look at old photos of my dad training and stuff, it's definitely a lot more user friendly, let's say, right? All right. We need to go to break, but last question. What advice would you give someone interested in starting their martial arts journey at your dojo? Well, everyone starts the same way. We have a two-week trial, and I would say you can sign up for that on our website, SantaBarbaraDojo.com. And once you're there, you know, we do a personal lesson in the beginning, so everyone's really ready for that group class. And that's how everyone starts. It, it seems to be working really well, kind of get everyone adapted in the same direction. And, um, yeah, you can, you can do that again, SantaBarbaraDojo.com. Erica, if Bye. I may, I want to throw one more quick question in here for uh, Mr. Curtis. What yeah. about the mental emotional and spiritual how do i want to put this benefits yeah well it's it is you know one thing we say every class is i'm building a strong body a disciplined mind and a resilient spirit because those three things come together in the martial arts you know once you're doing something in your body your mind gets to clear out and it's good for the soul so it is there's no way you can benefit one without benefiting benefiting the other two as well hmm. very nice richard do you have anything you want to add richard sky ellsworth doctor soon to be i do i i wish i had more time before the break to to go into this because what a, oh, what a fun this topic. is what we'll do then let's go to break and then i'm gonna let you lead the next section all right let's take a break And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. This is Sky Ellsworth, and I'm a student at Life Chiropractic College West. And if you're just joining us, uh, Mr. Austin Curtis was telling us a little bit about Hop Keto Martial Arts. And I just wanted to... Um, dive into that a little bit from a chiropractic perspective because as a future chiropractor and someone who practices with people now we are all about movement and movement is such an amazing thing and especially in martial arts where you get those kind of quick more rapid movements and you're you know telling your your muscles and tendons to fire very quickly um which creates this this whole wave of neurons in, in the brain that set you up for being really adaptable and that actually translates all the way through your spine which is which is pretty cool and your spine being what holds you up the way that that engages and the way the muscle engages and in martial arts is, is truly fascinating um growing up i did a form of martial arts it was uh, called jikido it's a type of, of jiu-jitsu um and it was you know very defensive it was a lot of throws a lot of hip throws 
Um, and I remember at the time, you know, I was because it was a lot of hip throws, you'd be engaging your dominant hip all the time. So you would start to get, you know, muscle tension that would build up and maybe some nerve compression, um, you know, regardless of whether you were stretching beforehand. And uh, I, I'm just curious, uh, Austin, are, in, in Hop Keto, are there any types of uh, muscle groups or nerves that are maybe exercised or used more than others? Well, what's interesting is, you know, at some some dojos, they'll fight your primary side only. And so, yeah, you get a lot of that unbalanced, you know, approach. But and for, you know, if you're going to go fight in a cage or something, maybe that's good. But what we do is we have everyone do both sides equally as many times. And so we have some left handed people, some right handed people. So this way, everyone gets a chance to get their reps in on their favorite side. But, you know, we really want to see we do a lot of kicks, you know, but uh, we start on the low and we work our way up and there's no pressure to ever kick high. Right. So um, but we really find that like the core is the most important thing to work out and, and to stretch out in the beginning, you know, to get that engaged because we want all the punches, all the kicks to be coming from that core, you know, so strong back, strong stomach, all the side muscles, everything. That's like, that's the key for a good martial artist. Nice. Dominique. You know, the thing that I love about martial arts is people talk about grounding and different ways of getting into your body because so much of us are in our heads on our computers and in our heads and what i found in practicing martial arts is almost like uh playing chess with yourself because you have to completely let go of everything else you can't be thinking about that email because the punch is coming towards your face so it really gives a nice mental holiday and puts you really in your body. So you get a different sense of grounding once you have experience with martial arts. I highly Um, recommend all teens and families to give it a try. Yeah, Yeah. one thing we'll teach is, we'll teach them how to bow when they first come in. And what I say is, hey, when whatever happened today, you leave that outside the dojo. You come in here, you bring your very best, and you dedicate yourself for the next 45 minutes, you're going to do the very best you can. You're going to be the best partner you can be. You're going to be the best martial artist you can be. You're going to learn something. You're going to grow. And then when you go back outside, you're, you're a little more, you're a little stronger, you're a little more clear minded. So you can take on whatever, whatever was waiting for you out there. Nice. Hey, um, do you have any stories you could share? Cause this is uh teen sports radio. The whole thing about telling stories as people that that just kind of that connects you know the community to you even more can you share any success stories or memorable moments from your students journeys do you have a certain kid that was you know anything yeah. well we have so many you know in the last you two decades say, you don't have to say names just like hey i had this kid and then like you know the, so the you know the beginning the during and then now yeah sure so i'll give you guys one example um there was one one young man he came in he was he was not coordinated at all. Um, he had get a lot of energy. His parents didn't know what to do with this kid. He's like eight years old. Right. And he's, he's just, uh, he's just running, bouncing off the walls, bull in the China shop. And so, you know, over the years he would just, he was a go-getter. He'd get out there and he would try his best no matter what. And, and, um, his parents at first, they, they were thinking like, oh man, this kid, this kid needs discipline. He needs structure. And he's so uncoordinated. There's no way he's going to get good at this, but you know, let's just give him an activity to, to wear himself out. We had this kid within like within four years, he looked completely different. I mean, he was so strong. His body was stronger. He was more composed, able to speak confidently, uh, calmly. And um, I'll just tell you real quick, a couple years later, I ran into him. I didn't even, I, I couldn't even recognize him. He had grown into such an awesome young man. And I invited him back to come help me, you know, back at the dojo. This is during COVID. 
And he was such an awesome force on the mat. And I just thought, how is this? No young man can I take off the street and expect this level of enthusiasm, respect, um, athleticism. And I just knew like this is because he trained when he was young and he still had it, you know, as a young man years later. And I've had parents come up to me randomly just like, hey, is Sensei so-and-so still there? And it's like, yep, he's still there. And they're like, man, he made such an impact on my kids. So this was coming from like just just a kid off the street now becoming, you know, such an amazing black belt instructor. Um, I have countless stories like this where it's just people's lives being changed and, and just getting to be part of it is just a blessing, you know? No, I think you're the blessing. This is really nice. I, you know, I followed you on Facebook. It was stalking you like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what drove me is Dustin Aliano who raced my kids pretty much as a single mom. My, my kids started with him when they were 10. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at 32 and 29 now, and uh, he just grabbed, you know, kids just, he was just a human magnet. But what I used to like every morning, I used to like run to my phone because he used to be in the car. And this was, you know, 15 years ago, right? When people were starting to use, he, he like you knows how to use uh, Facebook when it came back. He figured it out really early how to market it. But he used to just think his thoughts because he, he was pretty much, I don't know, reincarnated monk, really. So he yes, would just he have thoughts, you know, for the day. And in the car. And then that's the first thing I picked up on you. You were doing your thoughts. You were driving. You were doing the thoughts of the day. And I really stopped. And I'm like, yeah, hey, because anytime you bump somebody into the present moment when they're scattered all over the place because you hurt or you got triggered by something on TV or the noise, lots of noise. And then somebody would bring you back into yourself. That's a special person. And that's what I found in you. So I really I hope this the Santa Barbara is. Um, embracing you, you're a gift. It's somebody you're, you are the kind of people that we need to help, you know, get us out of COVID. And we've got a lot of stuff going on right now. It's going to get better, but I don't think we've gotten over the humps. Okay. Um, well, thank so you so much. That's amazing. That's amazing to say that, especially coming from an, from an awesome parent such as yourself. It's like you're raising these kids and you are, we're looking for role models in our community that can help us raise them. Right. And I'm, I'm here to support the parents. That's really the biggest thing that I do is like, I'm just, I'm, I'm not the, the hero. The parents are the heroes. What we're doing is we're just giving them a couple tools and even a chance to train together, work out together. Um, and to really come alongside these families they are doing such a great job with these kids. It takes a village though. Even for my kids, I signed them up for martial arts as well. I need their instructors. I need their coaches. We need to all work together for this community to raise them right. Definitely. No, I, I've had to learn really early to let go because you just want to find the right people around you. And the Dustin Alianos and the Alex Ramirez is, I was so blessed to find them early. And mm -hmm. it was great because I didn't want to hear it when they got home because they're daddy. When I'm not around, you know what I'm saying? Don't be, I don't want to hear anything. Okay. I'm supporting them. And you're just going to have to trust me that you're where you're supposed to be. Because sometimes when in the chain of events that happens in a person's life, there are no happenstances, I believe. A lot of the times mm -hmm. you, it's all about growing and learning, growing and learning. So anyway, let's take another break. Actually, let's go over to Don Sanders because he's got a hooga right after these messages. But I want you to stick around if you can. Okay, Curtis? Yes, yes, ma'am. Master Curtis, stay here. We'll be back with more after these messages. Come on in, work it for me and let your body move. We are here together and we're in the groove. We gon' party tonight. We gon' dance around. We're all my step. I know how to get down. Come on. 
We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. For Teen Sports Radio, I'm Don Sanders. Don'smassageohai.com, 805-236-2684. Presenting you with a huga, a feeling of friendship, warmth, con- contentment, and peace with your surroundings. It's a Danish concept, roughly describing a warm and fuzzy feeling like when you're receiving a hug, but without actually receiving that physical hug. Friendship, warmth, and contentment, and peace. And uh, we've had these big atmospheric rains lately, where sometimes it feels like you've literally been submerged, and the house is like a submarine going through, you know, like a rushing tunnel of water. It's coming down so hard, and that left snow on our nearby mountains, which always inspires me. And always makes me renew this feeling inside to want to inspire, inspire me to want to do and be better. And the reason I make this cause to engage with teen sports radio for teens and not so much teens anymore and oldsters is I'm, I'm somebody who wants to be thoughtful, sincere, and useful and to bring more light into dark places. And we know there's a lot of dark places in the world. And so in the playground days it starts with engagement right and and so out of the pandemic a lot of people were disengaged so we have to always become be promoting more engagement and so andrew huberman this neuroscientist at stanford he talks about a condition for mental health is engagement last week on the show we talked about sleep which is another one of huberman's uh points about mental health which sky led us through and and these components of mental health you know uh, they sometimes are all sorted out by the time we get out of our out of our childhood and our teen years and sometimes they're not and so uh my my personal mentor in life who just passed in november uh daisaku akeda was a globally influential teacher of of well he was a promoter of peace humanity humanist humanism and uh, nature and Buddhism. And and yet, when, when he was in front of somebody, he concentrated all his attention on them as though, you know, they were family or somebody like the most important person in his life at that moment, more like a dad than, than a global leader. And I think in all our daily actions, whether we're trying to be a good teammate or whether we're trying to find our way on our new college campus or whether we're trying to make our way into workplace or whether we're trying to engage the community after we no longer have to work as much as we maybe once did. But without engagement, there's patterns made by others that could prevail in this world. And they're delusive patterns of greed, anger, foolishness, arrogance, and doubt. All those kind of things that we probably, if I asked you, if I surveyed you, you would say, we don't need to live with those things. And yet they're there. They're sort of like a crust over the inherent dignity of life that maybe haven't been purified for ages and ages, you know? So, so it's like all these things, you know, it starts, it's like building blocks. It starts when you're young and then what you form on the playground. I personally was a guy, I got into five sports eventually, but I personally on the playground was a guy people didn't pick for their team at first because I grew so fast, so far and so fast. I I, uh, had a hard time separating my hands from my feet. So anyway, I just wanted to I just wanted to see what this might inspire in the team today. Anybody, anybody, any thoughts? 
on the on this power of engagement. Like I say, the purpose of all this here is to be a thoughtful, useful, more sincere person. Master Curtis is going to say something profound. I feel it. Oh yeah. Well, hey, you know what? You said something that really, it really struck me, which is, you know, after the pandemic was a was a big tell. It's like you saw all these kids kind of shut down, not be involved in things, and they were afraid. Some kids, they when they saw people's faces for the first time, they didn't know what to do. So, you know, we were able to continue staying open in the back. We 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 still trained. You know, we had social distancing and this and that, but. I was, I was on the same page as you. It's like, Hey, these kids need to be engaged. They need to be meeting other people, seeing other people. And so one thing we have them do since the pandemic actually is that every class when we first start, we have them go around, shake hands, look at each other in the eyes, say hello, introduce themselves. And then they get to do some extra pushups if they, if they don't remember each other's names. So it's, it's like, nice. you want to be really yes. intentional, right? <laughs> it's, I, I said, you know, system. I said, do you want to be a good partner? You want to make a difference in this world? They're like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm like, well, how can you do that? If you don't even remember your partner's name, you know, 10 pushups. So <laughs> it's, it's engagement is number one. I mean, if, if kids are not engaged, they're not learning. They're not having fun. They're not making a difference in the world. They're not, you know, they're, they're nothing. So I love that. That was that's that's a great share, Don. Well, thank Don. you, thank you. I mean, it's important that you know it's not just devices, right? There has to be. We have to remember. We have to remember the basis for human. You know, for our humanity is is contact, engagement. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's right. I have one kid. One, one, I remember one student came in and all he could talk about was his video games. That's all he could talk about. And so I just did my best to kind of weave in. Oh, that's a move that we do in here. And oh, that's something, you know, and, and try to take interest. And then eventually, like the third or fourth class, he stops talking about the video games and he starts talking about what's going on in class or what right. his partner did or what he accomplished. And I'm like, OK, there we go. Now we're now we're starting to live. We need to be alive. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like a reprogramming. It's all it is. It's like reprogramming. Yeah. It's awesome. It yeah. doesn't even take, I mean, it's, I don't know how many days it takes. We maybe get a little bit from that, how the brain works from Sky, but Sky, how could you add to that? Well, um, what really stuck out um, to me from what you said, Don, was, was just about how, um, was kind of about the idea of standing in front of someone and giving them your your all your full attention like they're the most important person in the world and to me all of this kind of comes back to that idea of being present and in your body and you know whether it's martial arts whether it's chiropractic yoga whatever it is massage all of these different things are kind of reminding people to come into their body and be present and i remember you know when i first started working on people i would have like a row of six people at once and the challenge was is how do i go from one person to the next and go back and forth between these six people and when i'm with each person give them my all right give them all my energy and all my attention and make them feel like they're the most important person in the world because if you don't you move on to the next person then they're gone you've, you've already you've already lost them and they're not going to necessarily come back so, and that's the case with friendships and connections with people you're, you know, playing sports with on a team. If you're not present with them, it, it takes very little to trigger that sense in someone of, oh, I'm not important or I don't matter to this person or even triggering some abandonment reflex. And that idea of a full presence in my mind comes from being fully in your body because then your brain has the proprioceptive awareness of this is where I am in space and time right now. 
Your body doesn't say this is where my body is in the future. Your brain thinks about the future and your brain thinks about the past. But all your body knows is where it is in space and time, which is which is always going to be right here and now. So that idea of doing these activities that tune you into your body are, are extremely powerful because they tell you how to be present with someone. I, I love what you said about uh, I love what you said to be able to fully realize our potential and shine in our own unique way. Because a lot of emphasis in society is put on uniformity, but the diversity, I mean, you could be there face to face with somebody and you're just a massive anxiety inside. You can't connect with your own body or with them. So what you create inside is how you'll be able to go out and engage the world. Yeah. Well, we do. We do in class. This reminds me of like part of our warm up was we do a breathing exercise. And what this, I mean, it's funny, I'll say, you know, we're practicing breathing, something that we do without thinking. And this is just, if we can practice something that's usually automatic, what's going to do is going to bring us into our body, bring us into awareness. And it's, it's, it sounds funny though, right? To practice breathing, but that's, and I'll teach, I'll teach the, I'll teach the instructors, Hey, every kid needs to be, needs to have like a high five, needs to have eye contact, needs to hear their name needs to hear some kind of encouragement every class because it's also just a way you're not just here spectating the class you're part of it you're engaged you're present oh, and then when you think when you link up all that whole class there's got to be those moments where the class is almost like in a zone you know, yes. where everybody is connected it's electric right yes. just yes. electric 100 percent. yes ma'am I love Very it. We've got Master Curtis in the house, owner of Santa Barbara Dojo. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I hear a song that takes me back, and I let go with so much freedom. When I live, I'm going to get because it's my freedom. When I move my body just like this, I don't know why, but I feel like This is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. This is Sky Ellsworth, and I'm a student at Life Chiropractic College West. And after everything that we've been talking about today, what keeps sticking in my mind is, is this idea of presence in the body and, and cultivating that. And Austin was talking a little bit earlier about breathing and, and the importance of that. And in my mind, the true way to be present in the body is through the breath, right? That's where the connection starts. And I think we get so caught up in all of these different parts of of who we are and even in our physical body that sometimes we forget that what is anchoring us what is transmitting the signal to every single part of our body is it starts in the brain and then it goes down to the spinal cord and then out and oftentimes when we're breathing we take our awareness off the spinal cord and i know as you know as a future chiropractor i'm obsessed with the with the spine and the spinal cord and my whole world revolves around the spine so i'm a little bit biased but at the same time it's true that when you direct the breath somewhere in the body it frees up and releases tension so when you direct the breath through the spine and release that tension, immediately you take off all the compression of all of the nerves that are going through the spine that are innervating every single part of your body. So if you have muscle tightness, muscle soreness, 
Maybe your stomach hurts. You can actually direct your breath through your spine. Um, and it's really important to have that awareness of where your spine is in space and time because it informs where your body is in space and time. So if you can control and move your breath through your spine, you can control and move your breath through your limbs, right? Then every single motion that you make whether it's a punch, a kick, maybe you're throwing a, a football or kicking a soccer ball, right? All of a sudden, all of those movements, you're connecting in with your brain a lot better and you're giving the brain the idea that you can make these movements freely without inhibition because you're connecting the breath in with them and the breath is dissipating that tension as the movement happens. And um, at least I remember learning in, in martial arts that, you know, you could actually use the breath to put more force and more you know power behind something like a punch or a kick. But what happens if not only we do that, but we actually imagine that breath moving through our whole body from top to bottom first and, and have it actually release and dissipate that spinal cord tension and then use all of that breath and energy for fuel and get the whole body engaged. And I think that creates that awareness of this is where my body is in space and time. This is what's going on with my body. This is what's connecting me, what's connecting my brain. You know, I, I talk a lot about how we got to get out of our heads, right? The brain is often taking us in directions that we shouldn't go because it, it, you know, creates anxiety and, and whatever. But we want to integrate the brain's power with the body. And part of that is through the conscious direction of that breath and energy. And I think one of the most important parts of this is that the breath needs is that the breath has to come first, right? And then the energy follows because the, the breath is creating that space for the energy to flow through. Does anybody have yeah, any, think, anything else to say about that? I'm I'm just like biting at the bit because sorry, I'm biting at the bit because Scott, you're you're nailing it. I mean, every technique has an inhale and an exhale. It has a, you know, you're pulling the punch back, you're inhaling. You're pushing it out. You're you're exhaling, and the kids would say, you know, why do you make us yell in the beginning? They, when they're, you know, it's aya aya. This kind of this ki we call it, and I, and I tell them, well, you know, it's going to make your punch more powerful. In the beginning, they don't understand that, but then as you start to see, I mean, you see tennis players doing that, like keying as they as they hit, or uh, you know, someone with a baseball bat, they're hitting that ball and they're letting sound out. They're letting a breath out. And we need to integrate that breath. And, and it's funny, like every different technique has a different kind of breath associated with it. And then that's that's really advanced, guy. Like all the stuff you're saying, like, man, are you a martial artist? Because you are nailing it, man. This is totally how you stay present in the body. It's how you throw good technique. It's how you release tension. And there's all these benefits that are coming with that, just secondarily to, you know, what you're actually learning. So that's amazing. Well, he what Sky used to uh, he went he graduated from culinary one of the best culinary schools in the country. And then when he went over to Ireland and he got a guy chased him with a cleaver, he goes, "Okay, I better go to chiropractic school." And he probably was going, "Yeah, yeah. right." right. He was I mean, at you. I mean, I, I I grew up in Hawaii, and one thing we learned was that you know all the warriors. They would do that. They would do these chants and this like a lot of breath work and stuff before they went into battle. Right. Just to psych themselves up. So I could totally see you scaring away the cleaver guy. I want, I want to hear that story. That sounds amazing. That's a good story. <laughs> oh, so funny. Don. Yeah, it was when you were I, actually this morning I was walking a dog 
had to get right on the call here and for some reason the lower ribs were a little tight and so through much of this show what you don't know is i wasn't even able to get a deep breath then we started talking about these things and something just shifted and i got my i got my first deep breath of the show so <laughs> very very timely and i was just wondering if this you know that breathing Will that get you ready for, you know, I can't remember her, her name right now, but in the Olympics, one of the one of the most uh, metal uh, gymnasts, she lost the ability to locate herself in space. Do you remember that? I can't think of her name right this second. Maybe one of you will. So if that's necessary to go airborne or whatever, the breath practices or is, is that something you can, I'm sure you can cultivate it, but is there is there a level that some really like say talented gymnasts have that whether you just have that or you don't or is it all something you can you can cultivate um, i'm i'm kind of directing this at you sensei well i think that you know what you're what you're saying what i hear you saying is that if you if you feel lost if you don't know where you're at in space and time or even just in life you're feeling anxiety you can always tap into your breath and that's going to help you to center yourself to put yourself back where you are and um, a lot of times, even if I was teaching a class of, you know, 100 people or a big seminar or something and I'm feeling nervous, I'm feeling I'm feeling anxiety or I feel something in the room. What I'll do is I'll have everyone go into a stance, practice breathing and it will ground me it's all in the same breath, in the same motion. And it really gets us back to where we are inside of our bodies, inside this room, doing this thing right now, making us present. Nice. Wow. This has been a huge show. We've got SB360 right after these messages. But, Master Curtis, if you can come back again and again and again, we'd love to have you. What say ye? I, I say yay. That'd be yay, amazing. Yay, I love yay, it. Baby. You guys are awesome. No. We got messages. We'll be back. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Here we go. Wow, we got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> Dr. D, you're up. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, we have uh, on this particular program, we have the Roundtable Athlete of the Year, Abigail Garcia uh, from uh, Bishop Diego. She's the uh, Scholars Athlete of the Year for the Roundtable, earning the Cardinals Scholarship uh, Scholar Athlete of the Year Award uh, for her dedication and commitment to uh, in the classroom. And are you ready for this, folks? Four different sports, flag football, volleyball, soccer, and track and field. I didn't do any of that in school, uh, and I was still exhausted. And she, this just exhausts me even more. But 3.75 unweighted GP. Not sure what that means. Doesn't matter. Congratulations to Abigail Garcia as athlete, uh, the um, Bishop Diego Scholar Athlete of the Year. Woo! Go Cardinals! Yeah. All right. Now, as far as athletes of the week, this week we have Tobin Shyrock. 
uh, with Santa Barbara, and Dos Pueblos Water Polo, Hannah Laura Abel. They were athletes of the week this week. The nice thing, um, interesting with Hannah Laura, what she did with a minute and 55 seconds left in double overtime. She catapulted the shot past the sure goalie, and the defense held up for the rest of the game. They now face Corona Del Mar tomorrow on the road. So, woohoo! Boy. That's pretty darn Let's good. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I like that. Yeah. Well, what do you I'll, got? I'll tell you what. We've got uh, Dos Pueblos and San Marcos Wrestling competed in the CIF SS Individual Championships for the Coastal Division over the weekend, and both teams had wrestlers qualify for the Master Tournament in Palm Desert next week. And for the Chargers, Sean Vaig, uh, 132, and uh, Samuel Ramos, 165 took fourth place and qualified, while San Marcos uh, Angel uh, Estrada, 113, also placed fourth to move on to the next round of uh, postseason action. Congratulations. Keep on keeping on. Let's go over to girls basketball. Sadly, DP High School, uh, Bomber Chargers, uh, they got knocked out by Cerritos, 72-59. And Carpinteria lost a nail-biter. It was a battle, but they came up short, 39-37, against Grand Terrace last Saturday. Their coach, Henry Gonzalez, was quoted as saying he was very proud of how they represented their school, their program, and their community. Shout out to Jamaica Cook, 16 points, 14 rebounds, while Penny Watt finished with eight points, and Isabella Velasquez finished her season with nine points. Well done, ladies. I love it. Fantastic. One of my favorite sports because it's cool, and I like cool <laughs> sports, the Santa Barbara Royals ice hockey clinched a spot in the LA Kings League Championship with a 3-2 semifinal win over the Burbank Cougars on Saturday. Now the Royals will now play for the league championship on Friday, February 23rd at 5 p.m. inside the Toyota Center in Ontario. And with a win, Santa Barbara also qualifies for the state championship beginning on March 8th. All right, way to go. Uh, and uh, don't hit me with that puck, please. <laughs> there you go. All right, here we go. We got another one here. San Marcos girls lacrosse. They fell to Oaks Christian, 18-7. Ouch. Well, what you got to do? If anybody doesn't have anything to do later on today, San Marcos could use some royal love and uh, play Calabasas today. There you go. Okay, so not doing anything, shoot on over. It'll be awesome. You'll love it. So, how Absolutely. did uh? Let's 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 just shift gears here. Sure. Did you, did you win or lose on the Super Bowl? Uh, well, I didn't even have a choice myself. Uh, I just enjoyed watching the game, the commercials, and. Uh, what they called a halftime show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was the, for me, uh, straight up, I don't mind getting bashed, but the commercials for me personally were forgettable. I had to mute some of them because I was, I was falling asleep. Uh, <laughs> the halftime show, sorry, forgettable. Okay, bye. Um, the game was great. I, I was on the short end of it. Of course, you know, I'm a Niner fan. Um, and, you know, hats off to KC and everything they did. 
there's always there's always drama at the end of every game and for me honestly i i had to take a step back uh, i had kids in the house at the time and uh i'm sorry but uh tk travis kelsey you know tk to his friends you know yeah. you need to calm down a little bit dog just okay? a little it's not okay <laughs> no okay no it's Coaching not for 28 years it's not okay and what i really loved about it is all the kids that i was with they all thought it was not okay well, so good. at least there's parenting you know from behind the scenes and i don't know if the guy is just addicted to uh the adrenaline or but the thing that concerns me is you know as well as i do that the nfl is the number one in domestic violence above all other sports and you got to be super careful today yeah um and if he, he's not going to get reprimanded, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to say I didn't say this, but I did. Maybe it's time to pee in a cup. I don't know, D. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It's something, D, is something not right? Yeah, something's not like right. Uh, and then you blow it off like it's nothing. Yeah. You know, you, and, and then everybody's protecting you. Meanwhile, one of your players yeah. had to pull you away from Reed. Not okay. Well, I hate to say it this way, but uh, Taylor, you better consider moving on. Oh, listen. Her parents are helicopter parents, okay? Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Her daddy not happy. Her not daddy happy. not happy. But listen, we're going to have another <laughs> wet week. So God bless Santa Barbara. Uh, thank you again for today's guest, Master Curtis, owner of Santa Barbara Dojo. Hey, I like this guy. I love I love his vibe. If you're thinking about it, go check him out. God bless Santa Barbara. See you next week. I'm unstoppable. I'm a bush with no breaks. I'm